Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. This is, again, the Millionaire Breakfast Club, Breakfast of Champions. And I have invited uh, someone to the stage that I've been working with for a couple of weeks, and I'm super proud 
of the work that he's done. He is the owner of KOK. KOK is a restaurant in Louisiana, and there are three locations, um, and he's working on his fourth. Um, when I heard his story, what was so intriguing to me was the, the, the teamwork. I often say that collaboration and partnership is the new currency. And so I'd like you all to welcome to the stage uh, my, my friend and someone that I'm working closely with right now to help to take his business uh, to the next level. And in turn, I know for a fact I'm going to go to the next level because proximity is everything. When you are in proximity, right, me being in proximity with Glenn Lundy got me here. Uh, I'm in Grant's coaching right now. And so that proximity is taking me to another level. I'm in proximity to people like, you know, Scott Simon and David Hill and Stephen Kuhn. Listen, proximity makes a difference. Working with Rocky, right, giving me a different perspective on how to manage my social media campaign. Proximity makes a difference. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome Corey McCoy uh, to the stage. It's about proximity, and we're talking about scaling our businesses. Uh, Corey, introduce yourself to the folks. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome. Good morning, T. How you doing this morning, man? Doing great, man. I, I know it probably doing sounds great. like it's seven o'clock in my world, but nope, it's five o'clock on the east on the east coast. Just turned. Uh, excited about this <laughs> interview, man, and excited to be here. Breakfast of Champions. Hey, it's, it's four o'clock over here, so I'm beating you to the punch, man. To you, technically. <laughs> We probably got some folks uh, on the West Coast as well, so it's probably like two, um, and in Arizona it's like three. So yeah, we're we're, we're crazy people. Um, but um, to get into my introduction, I'm still working on this. TM actually helping me with my personal brand uh, to you know spice up this introduction a little bit. I listen to a lot of y'all on Clubhouse, and man, y'all got it together. But I'll give it my best shot. Um, Corey McCoy. Um, like you said, business um business owner, entrepreneur, um, not by choice, kind of fell into it. Um, college graduate, um, history and education major. My primary uh passion was education. Um, and kind of fell into this whole business thing with me and three of my fraternity brothers while we were in school. Um we used to throw house parties at our house, um, decided to start cooking um at those house parties. Um, that house party um, business turned into a food truck. That food truck turned into three restaurants. And now I'm here just trying to share um, some of my knowledge um, with a whole bunch of other people who have grassroots companies. Um, I got a lot of advice I can give on different levels to you. But what I feel like I specialize in is people who are literally starting from nothing and trying to build into something. Me and my friends started with $250 each. We put it together um a thousand dollars to start our business and six years later uh like i said we have a business that's grossing three million dollars annually that's a short story and i'm sure we'll get into a lot more details um as the show goes on to you love what you just said bro you 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 really like to speak to people who are trying to start um and take nothing to something because that's many of us many of us um have you know shoestring budgets right many of us are solopreneurs and, and what I thought was most intriguing um, about your story was what one, you, you kind of bumped into business. You kind of bumped into it, right? Um, prior to you actually opening, even before you got the food truck, um, what were you doing? You said that you started doing house parties. So ultimately you were cooking in the backyard, but what was that thing, right? Uh, what was the thing that 
caused you to partner? Um, you each put $250 in. Um, why didn't you just take it and, and run with it? Well, the, the easy answer to you is I'm, I'm a visionary. I'm, I'm not an executor. You get what I'm saying? And, and knowing that um, you have to know your strengths and you have to know your weaknesses. I'm not, and a lot of people confuse it. They think, oh, they're an executor because they have good work ethic or vice versa. No, like everybody has a very specific talent. God bless everybody with a very specific niche of things that you're great at. Like I, I got great work ethic. Like you see, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. I can get it done. I can get after it. But creating ideas and seeing a vision of something and putting all the pieces together, I mean, that comes easy to me, like just pretty much like breathing. And so whatever comes easy to you, like breathing, that's really what you need to lean on. That's really your gift. Um, that's really what's going to take you to the next level. So knowing that, I knew that I'm good with visions, but so we can put this together as a team effort and really move forward. Um, that being said, <clears throat> I had three other business partners. One of them was a marketing major. One of them was a finance major. One of them was a sociology major, um, which really don't have anything to do with the business, but he was a great executor. This is somebody I knew who, hey, whenever you ask him to do something, they was there and getting it done. So that's what made me want to partner T is knowing that I can go far by myself, but teaming up with a couple of other people who I know, their talents, their vision, their drive, I can go three times as far as I could go by myself. So that's the short answer on that, too. Ooh-wee. You just said it. We hear it a lot, right? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Now, you just said a mouthful, bro, because you said you're a visionary, but you're not good at executing. My friends, champions champions we have to know our strengths and our weaknesses many of us know our strengths but we cannot call out our weaknesses what he said was he's not an executor guess what he's not the only one in this room that's not an executor but i could guarantee you right he's a minority of those who are able to identify it and say it right if we want to go far we need partners. We need partnerships that can underwrite and supplement our weaknesses, right? He has a partner who's a finance major, a partner who's a marketing major, communications major, sociology major. And let me help you with the sociology piece. I, too, am a sociology major. We are executors to the highest level. It has a lot to do with business because sociology is about understanding the mindset of people. And I kind of just sit back sometimes and people watch and people listen. Because you're like, huh? <laughs> Sociology makes a difference. What was it about those particular partners? You were in school, uh, college, tons of ambitious people, tons of interesting people, creative people. What was it about those particular partners and how did you choose them? See, I, I like to say they chose me in a sense. Um, I, like I said, I had the idea initially. I was living with um, Trajan Vincent, who is our um, chief marketing officer right now. And when we used to throw those house parties together, I mean, he was the one who really get it popping. Of course, I'll buy the table, the tablecloth, you know, kind of get all the background stuff set up. But when it's getting the word out there, really advertising to people and connecting to people, he had a natural talent for it and still has it to this day. Um, like I said, my operations officer, Avery, um, 
I was the visionary. He's the executor. So, so how he became my partner, I told him, hey, man, I'm really thinking about starting this restaurant. I'm really thinking about thinking we can cook these wings at this house party and really start to make some money. And I let it go because that's what visionaries do. You know what I'm saying? We kind of kickstart it, get the fire lit, and, and walk away. And it was less than two weeks later, this man was standing outside my class one day. I just get out of class, and he's like, yo, I thought you said you were starting that business. I was like, yeah, I am. You know, I just got to get a couple more things together. He's like, well, what you doing this afternoon? I'm like, oh, man, I, I ain't really had nothing planned, but, you know, I might go eat or something. He's like, nah, man, let's get in this car. Let's get this business. Start this business. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So uh, that, that's how he became my partner. And then he was living with his roommate. Like I said, we were all fraternity brothers, and his, his roommate was that finance major. So it, it was that afternoon. He took me around. We go, went to look at a couple of things, like some fryers. We came back to my house. My roommate was already there. It was three of us in the living room. We were like, man, we think we can really get this started. He called up his roommate, said, hey, man, you trying to start a new business venture? Dude was like, hey, why not? I'm not doing nothing better. We all met up in that living room. And then, like I said, that day we figured out how much it was going to cost us to get our first fryer. And that that's how we that's how we moved on from there. I got a lot of... Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five. Five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Other people, uh, a lot of other people, you know, in my village, like um, who I could have chose. Plenty of fraternity brothers, plenty of friends from school, um, all, all types of people I could have chose. But one saying I like to say is, you 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 know how fish jump out of the water, T. Whenever, I don't know if you ever been yes, fishing sir. before. I know you have. I've York. caught a goldfish before, <laughs> so absolutely, I've caught a goldfish. <laughs> right, right. But how fish jump out of the water? You know, it's not always the it's not always the fish you was looking for. It's not always the fish you want. But a, a lot of times when you're trying to do things in life, it's people all around you who are literally kind of just screaming at you that they can help you out. The thing is, you got to stop formulating that partner in your head. What that perfect partner looks like in your head, or what makes you comfortable in a partnership. Wow, bro. Listen, so for those who didn't catch it, right? for those who did not catch that, right, what he just said is we have to stop, like, being judgmental uh, against the people who want to help us, right? With that, that fish analogy, what I got out of that fish analogy is, you know, we will throw back the small fish. Right. <laughs> we will throw back that fish that might not be too attractive, right, as if fish are attractive in general. I think that's powerful because you said they chose you. And I think there are people around all of us, right, um, that that want to help us. But a lot of times we have blinders on, blinders on uh, to those people. Let's fast forward for the sake of time, because I also want to give people an opportunity to, to chime in. Um, from the backyard to the food truck to the first building, how difficult was it to scale from the backyard to the food truck, to the first building, because now you're working on building number four. Um, was it was it easy like Sunday morning, or, or has there been some challenges? Because in business, we know that there are challenges. Uh, now, now, T, you know it wasn't easy like Sunday you know, some, morning. Hey, um, uh, hey, you know. <laughs> now, now, did it happen quick? Um, I, 
for how far we came, I would say it happened pretty quick. But um, how how to get from the backyard to the food truck? Let's start there. Uh, the house parties we threw would have two hundred to three hundred people there, and at first we was throwing those house parties like once every three months. We transitioned from doing that into dropping the house party aspect and just cooking. Um, we started cooking every Tuesday and Thursday after school. Um, demand started to build up after that to where people were just coming every day, knocking on the door, like, yo, y'all cooking that chicken today. So we started to realize we had to quit our personal jobs and really dedicate it to that business that I was pretty much running out of my living room at that time. Um, we were, and, and that's another thing. A lot of people worry about, oh, I got to get my LLC. I got to get a brick and mortar. I got to get all of these things, man. Business is business at the end of the day. And trust me, there's there's a period of grace you have to kind of get your stuff together where you really just testing out your market on the people. And that's that's what we were doing pretty much, T. Um, we we built up, we got up enough, we generated enough money for us to actually get us a food trailer because we realized, hey, if we want to be able to capture a large percentage of our market area we got to be able to move around that's a that's a big advantage versus brick and mortar when you got a food truck is that you can change your market and you can really you know market to a whole bunch of different people at one time so um we didn't have enough money to buy one of those fancy food trucks that we got now that are like fifty thousand dollars so we just got us a flatbread trailer man and it was actually um my operating guy's dad avery he was a welder so he ended up building us a food truck from that flatbed trailer and we used that uh food truck for i would say like the next two years going from spot to spot really just generating money um what wherever we uh, uh where we were getting the most feedback from our customer base um what that led to was us having so much customer base at these parking lots that we would stay at that they literally had to kick us out of their parking lot we probably got kicked out about three or four parking lots and not in a bad way but they were just like man y'all are bringing way too much traffic our customers don't even have a place to park so by the time we were bouncing around the city we were like man we got to start looking for a spot that's really solid that we can just set up and move forward with and it was another one of our frat brothers who um knew somebody who had a brick and mortar that needed to be renovated um it, it was shot down it was in pretty terrible condition but he made us a deal that if we parked in his lot rent um rent free while we renovated that building and that's how we got our first brick and mortar restaurant see so from 2016 when we started cooking in the house all the way to 2018 is when we first got our brick and mortar and as you see 2019 2020 and 2021 uh we essentially opened up a new restaurant every year and that's even in the midst of COVID, we were able to open up new restaurants and move forward <laughs> Listen, we're talking about executing a master plan with precision and excellence. If you think what you've heard thus far, right, is representation of a master plan executed with precision and excellence, flash your mics. Just flash your mics, flash your mics, flash your mics. Look at the look at the Christmas tree, Corey. Uh, th that's respect. That's honor. Listen, we've heard that communication is the number one reasons businesses fail. It's communication. It's the lack of communication. Um, how have you 
manage communication because you have 50 employees um, and that 50 is probably about to go to about 75, right, with the, with the new location. How are you managing, how are you keeping your arms around effectively communicating with so many people? Um, another good question, T. Commu communication is a real art. And if you're not looking at it like an art, just like music, just like painting, just like everything else, then you, you're going to miss the whole thing because the way you communicate should evolve the a, as you grow as a person, as you grow as a leader, the way you should communicate evolves. So when I first started, I was just communicating with three of my business partners. Um, how we set up our communication is that we were like, man, if we were going to be dedicated to it, being a visionary, one thing I know is we got to spend a lot of time talking about it. We would meet three times a week, and we still meet those three times a week all the way up to this day. And that's just mandatory meetings, not talking about everything outside of it. But how do I communicate with um, the 50 employees that I have now? When I started off with three was by practice. And I don't got no secret. I don't got like no formula to give people. It's literally by every time I feel uncomfortable and every time I walk into a room and feel like, huh, I don't really want to talk. I don't really want to say anything. That's when I really jump off the cliff and force myself into those situations to just open up my mouth, speak, and make it about other people. If you're a servant leader, which I feel like is the is the best type of leader when you're leading a, a large group of people this whole thing isn't about me yes everybody's here to help me with my vision but talking to people and getting their perspective gives you a a, a great tool to use when you're the visionary because you you got all these ideas in your head and you got this perfect way of everything's supposed to be going and even when you're successful you can fall into that that trap of thinking everything's just going as smooth as you go but when you start talking to um people um your cook when you start talking to your janitor when you start talking to your secretary and you t you ask them hey you tell me the vision you tell me where this company is going you get a whole lot of perspective from angles that you would have never thought of so um one key thing i can give about communication t is you got to chip at it every day and you got to be just like a football player, just like a basketball player, just like an artist. You literally have to be trying to refine that craft every day. Find something that makes you uncomfortable when it comes to communication and attack that very thing. I mean, that's how I ended up on Clubhouse, T. Um, I didn't ask to be up here. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even looking for this. I was just tapping in like everybody else on this call, trying to get some knowledge. Somebody threw me on stage one day because they knew my background. And I mean, look, look where we at now, man. We, we really moving forward. So yeah, get uncomfortable. That's what I like to say about communication. Get uncomfortable, practice, refine it every day. Be willing to be uncomfortable, jump off the cliff challenge yourself listen we're talking about executing our master plan with precision excellence precision and excellence right here's an affirmation for for those who are struggling in this area and you want to go back and listen to the replay so you can hear everything he said today i will boldly walk into my future and not allow others to hold me back today i will boldly walk into my future and not allow others to hold me back and put this in parentheses even myself because we are the ones ultimately that hold ourselves back we want to be solopreneurs we want it all even if it's a hundred percent of zero listen learn to take a percent of a whole 
because if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, let's go together. I want to open it up for questions. I have about seven minutes left. This has gone very, very fast. Um, but please, flash your mics, flash your mics. If you have a question or a comment, Rocky, go queen. Yes, amazing, amazing story and very encouraging. So, you know, I'm the Instagram person, so I went straight to your Instagram account. And I want to say um, that you are a battle buddy. You served in the military. Has anything you've learned from the military helped you in your business today? Man, the, mili the military molded my whole personality, my drive, all of that. I'm also a military kid. My mom did 21 years in the Army. My dad did about 10. So, yeah, um, you, you are a battle buddy, battle buddies for life. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it molded everything from me waking up in the morning um, to me just getting after it. And let me tell y'all another secret. I wasn't the best soldier in the world. I actually had a pretty, you know, kind of rocky military career, not in the sense of being discharged or anything, but I was that soldier who was a little late all the time. I was that soldier who would forget, you know, certain materials that you were supposed to have on your packing list. I was that soldier who was, you know, talking at the wrong time, things like that. But it was literally through that rocky um, and I was in a, I served for about six years. I did my first contract and got out, but I was that soldier who had that Rocky career. And it was through those drill sergeants. It was through those leaders that I had in the army that really showed me how important discipline was. You can have all the talent in the world, but without that discipline, you're only going to go so far. They, they used to tell me it's like trying to push a, a boulder uphill. You know what I'm saying? If you get a little momentum, that's what talent is. Talent is nothing but your natural momentum. It can take you a little bit further. But without that hard work and that discipline and things like that, you'll never be able to push that rock over the other side of the hill to where you really get to, you know, experience that success. So I would say military really added that discipline to my life. And not, not that I got it together while I was in there all the time, but it showed me from a, a different perspective, like, like my, like, 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 excuse me, like they like, like to call people civilians you know what i'm saying um going into civilian life and being around people who were never around that military structure and never around that discipline structure it showed me how much different you know what i'm saying people can be uh, a lot of my friends don't understand why i wake up at four o'clock in the morning every day and what i tell them is man that's four hours i mean the sun not even up yet that's four hours you really get to invest into your life every day that other people are literally just sleeping dozing off at the wheel in a sense sleep is very important i'm not telling anybody not to sleep but at the same time you got to understand you get out of life what you put into it and if you sacrifice a little bit you can get so much more and i mean that's what the military taught me what that sacrifice of discipline gets you um and the rewards of it we're talking to corey mccord he's the mccoy he's the ceo of kok their restaurants out in Lafayette, Louisiana. He started in the backyard in 2016, opened up, uh, went from a food truck to a building, right, in 2018, and has opened up a new restaurant every year since, working on the fourth. We're talking about executing a master plan with precision and excellence. Flash your mic if you have a question or a comment for Corey. Um, Annette, Annette, thank you. Go for it. Hi, TM. Hi, Corey. Um, on Sunday, we were in a room together and you shared the story about lockdown and how your business coped when so many didn't during the last couple of years. Can you share that story again, please? 
Thank you. Um, yes. Um, like I said, um, during COVID, it was tough for a lot of people in our area. And if y'all don't know anything about the area I live in, Lafayette, Louisiana, the most re restaurants, you know, per capita in this area, like it's a it's a high food culture. So um, when COVID came around, it hit this area pretty hard. And a lot of businesses that were open for 25 plus years um, shut down and never reopened. And I'd like to think it's because they weren't able to adapt. COVID was different for a lot of people. And being able to adapt is a major part of being in business. Us being a grassroots business that started in the backyard and started from nothing, um, adaptability was one of our key points. You know what I'm saying? It's something that our business was built off of. So we were experts at adapting by the time COVID came around. Um, when COVID came around, a lot of people uh, dismissed a lot of their workers, you know, cut their workforce. We actually raised our minimum wage for our service. So it incentivized them to come to work a little bit more. Um, people weren't allowed to eat inside. Um, so we shut down the inside of our restaurant and we converted our whole parking lot into more of a drive through situation to where customers can just pull in, get their food and pull off without having to be into contact with much people. We also invested some money on the side that we had saved up to start building an outside eating area so that whenever COVID restrictions did pull back a little bit, we were able to um, sit people outside, distance them apart, and whoever knows, you know what I'm saying, if they'll ever come back, we always knew that we'll have that outside area to still be able to service our customers. And uh, a, a bunch of different things, um, and that I can really go through the, um, the list, and I feel like, you know, we should probably do another uh, thing on this TM at some other time, because I really got countless stories of things we did during COVID. But to keep it short and brief, adaptability and thinking outside the box. I don't care what MBA program you go to. I don't care who, what gurus class you join. If you don't learn how to adapt and solve the problems that are right in front of your face as a business owner, as a partnership, then you'll, you'll, you'll never get it because it's not about being right. It's not always about choosing the best answer. It's not being afraid to make a decision. And then once you make those decisions, gathering the data from the decisions you make to just do better next time around. We didn't make all the best decisions during COVID, but one thing we did is we never stopped trying and there was never nothing on the list that we were like, no, we're not gonna do, or hey, we're not looking into this solution because a lot of people close off a lot of avenues of progress for themselves by being closed-minded or by thinking, hey, this isn't the traditional thing to do. But I mean, what's tradition? It ain't nothing but a bunch of decisions that people made in your past. So you get the opportunity to make new traditions every day. You get the opportunity to rewrite the rules of business every day by literally just using your own logical thinking, trying to adapt and move forward with the situation. Wow, Corey, man. Adaptability is the word. I see Health Wells said my mentor told me that you need AQ. It's the adaptability quotient. And absolutely. Um, if he actually commented earlier about um, a book called Rocket Fuel, um, you know, when you spoke of, uh, I think, visionary, being a visionary, right? Book called Rocket Fuel, talking about being a visionary uh, versus an integrator. Um, an integrator, excuse me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring you more of the realness, right? More of uh, the information, strategies, techniques that help you to execute with precision and excellence. Flash your mics and give Corey a, a thank you. Um, man, he has blessed us. Bam, bam, bam. Blessed us. Bam, bam, bam.
Thank you. You got to know your strengths, my friends. Know your strengths. Higher to your weaknesses. Be interested in other people. You have to communicate effectively, even when you're uncomfortable. Be willing to jump off the cliff. And listen, like, dream. Dream. And, and if it makes you scared, then you're in the right place. I am T.M. Hyman, America's favorite mentor. Faith, business, and leadership is my jam. And uh, Corey, brother, appreciate you and looking forward to doing big things with you. At Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.